This is the Plain English Real Estate Show with your host, Rowena Patton, a show that focuses on the real estate market in terms you can easily understand. Call Rowena now. The number is 240-9962 or 1-800-570-9962. Now here's the English girl in the mountains, the agent that I would trust, Rowena Patton. Good morning and welcome to the show. Here we are on the Real Estate News Radio Show and we have got... Mr. Micah Solomon in the house. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, everybody. It's so nice to see you. You know, on the team, we call Micah the wizard. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's I'm not, not sure his beard. <laughs> it's not his beard because you are so knowledgeable. Ah, you okay. have so much experience and you're so knowledgeable. And uh, you turn that knowledge. So today we're talking about 16 different real estate questions that we get commonly asked. In fact, Pretty much every day, at least three of these questions will pop up. Yeah, I'm hoping someone can tell me the answers. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them, and he's funny as well, and one of them is around septic. So mm, we definitely call him the septic wizard. <laughs> so should people be concerned, Micah, when they're thinking about buying a home with a septic? Absolutely. It's uh, definitely something you want to have checked out. Uh, include that in your list of inspections because if there's an issue with the septic system, if it's not working properly, if it's an older um, um, cement unit and it's got cracks or it's caving in, uh, you, you could be looking at very expensive repair or replacement. So uh, you definitely want to have that looked into. And it can hold up closings, which frequently happens. And there's nothing wrong with a septic system, right? That means that you don't have to pay sewer bills on an mm -hmm. ongoing basis. Lots of septic systems, just like sewer systems, can be an issue too when you're connected to the city or county sewer. Um, you know, septic systems, they can work perfectly well. If you're thinking about selling your home, I would advise you to go ahead and have that septic tested. Not many. You're supposed to pump it every three to five years. We all know that. Do you know anyone that pumps it every three to five years? No. Yeah, it doesn't happen because, you know, you don't want to spend that money. You think, oh, it's working perfectly well. So why would I go ahead and pump it? OK, we get that. However, if you are thinking of listing, get it tested out now. What does that involve, Mike, when you come out and test a septic? I know that you've been on lots of those, especially recently here. <laughs> Um, well, typically, or what we recommend is that you combine uh, the inspection with a pumping. Mm -hmm. So that that. So what's way, a pumping? What's that mean? So they have a big pumper truck. They have a big truck, and they come out and they they either dig down to the lids of the septic tank, or if there's risers on the tank and you don't have to dig down, that's actually ideal. You can always have risers installed, which is a good idea. And it's about 500 bucks, right? It's not expensive. And that's, the tank sits in the ground. Yes. They don't sit above the ground. So they might sit at the level of the ground or very often five feet. Sometimes we've seen them 10 and 15 feet deep. Yeah, they're supposed to be about two feet deep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Supposed um, to be. Supposed <laughs> to be. Very often they're, they're deeper than that. Sometimes they're much deeper than that. Which... How deep is your tank? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, we've got a whole new jingle. How deep is your tank? How deep is your tank? We've been working on we jingles really this morning. We really need to know. Cause we're gonna be digging down. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so yeah, so you have to get to the lids of the tank, and then they feed a big hose down there, and they literally suck out all of the the liquids and solids and whatever is down there. Um, so it's all like almost like an exhuming of your tank rather than a pumping of your tank. Yes, yeah. It's it's a it's a suction. It's a vacuuming of your tank. This <laughs> yeah, is basically what right. it is. But that allows Vacuum them <laughs> your tank. That allows them to actually see the inside walls to see if there's you know any cracks. They'll also see the level of the water um, or the level of the whatever's floating once they they access it so they know Ooh, if it's <laughs> if Saturday morning talk <laughs> what's floating in your tank <laughs> so if, if the level is is too high and it's above the the pipe that's coming in from the house 
Ooh. they know there's an issue you got if, an overflow if the level is way too low for what it should be they they pretty much know that there's a leak somewhere oh. um yeah and so they they visually inspect the tank and then most of the inspectors have cameras that they can feed into the system into the line they can even feed the camera into the tank before they pump it and, and look at the tank with the camera um but they can use the camera to feed into the line see if there's any obstructions see because uh, i've had situations where they could only get the camera so far down the lines in the drain field because yeah. there were tree roots growing mm-hmm. in there and and at a certain point the camera couldn't go any further because the tree roots were so thick that's a common one isn't it where tree roots are coming down yeah and we've also had situations where you know you you may have uh, we had a situation once where somebody had uh, a parent living with them who had alzheimer's and that parent was flushing and kids do this as well that parent was flushing clothes, money, jewelry. Now, I'm not going to tell you the address because mm. you'll all be rushing out there to get the <laughs> Rolex that was flushed down. Oh, there. wow. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I'd go down there even for a Rolex. Uh, but, yeah, it could be you don't want to flush things down there that uh, yeah. won't decompose. And, and unfortunately, people uh, with, with uh, babies or people with, with uh, dogs that they use wipes to wipe off their paws, yeah. uh, they'll flush those into the system, and those don't break down like toilet paper oh. does. Or Barbie dolls. <laughs> or Barbie, don't, yes. don't be putting Barbie dolls and Legos. And, and little, kids do that, you know. My yeah. little Tonka truck, it was about. You put your Tonka truck down the toilet? Randy put his Tonka truck truck down the toilet. Kids do that. You're right. They'll see that water swirling, but turn your head and throw their baby doll in. There goes the goldfish. (laughs) Well, goldfish I guess you're okay with, right? Not live ones, though. Not live ones. I wasn't suggesting live ones. No. Yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, you're supposed to eat those. Oh! (laughs) Oh, blackened. <laughs> so, what happens with? I'm sorry. This maybe this is a weird girl question or something. What happens with the bugs you flush down the toilet? Like, you know, some people are scared of spiders and they flush them down. Or I, I do admit, I flushed a tick down once. I can't. I'm completely freaked out by ticks. Oh yeah. I flushed it down the toilet. Does it live down? If you've got a septic, does it live down there? No, they can't live underwater. So, they'll. You sure about that? Well, it's going to kill it, Mike. It's going to kill those nasty things that I've, I flushed down the toilet. I've never been at an inspection where they lifted off the lid and we were attacked by spiders <laughs> and, and ticks and bugs, but I, I guess it's possible. Maybe they've turned into big, giant monsters and they'll come back and get you. Crawl back up through the pipe. Ooh, yeah. This is a good Saturday morning topic, isn't it? Uh, right off the bat. And it's an important one when you're looking at home with a septic. So what we're suggesting is, how much does it cost, Micah, to get your septic inspected? Uh, the combination of the inspection and the pumping is between five and six hundred dollars. Five to six. So it's not so inexpensive. It's, no, it's not inexpensive, but it is definitely uh, can save you a bunch of money and, and headache in the long run or even the, in the short term. And I can tell you there is nothing worse than getting excited about your home sale, getting your boxes packed, being in a position where you're ready to move. Maybe you've booked the movers. Um, There's a lot of work that goes into that, getting the new school situated and everything else. And then you're all excited because we bring you a contract. We bring you a contract and then over the next few weeks, often three or four weeks, inspections take place. And quite rightly, people, quite rightly or not sometimes, actually, people get very freaked out at inspections. There's over 30 items on the average repair request. You do not want that to be your septic. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people right now are escaping from the big cities. Ours is one of the cities that, that they're flocking to, right? We have New Yorkers. We have Texans. We have Californians. We have Floridians. Who did who did I miss? Michiganders. Michiganders. They are Michiganders too. How did you know that? <laughs> I think I've worked with some. That was very cool. <laughs> um, I'd forgotten that. I was trying to think what we call Michigan people the other day. Yeah. Michiganders. I think that is actually correct. Yeah. I like that. Or Michiganers. Michiganers. Oh, I like that one. too. <laughs> Michiganers. My best friends are Michigana. <laughs> So we have a lot of people escaping here. 
And many of those folks have never met a septic, mm-hmm. right? They septic tanks, oh my gosh, you people in the mountain are weird, <laughs> right? Yes. So that's, that is a little nerve-wracking when you've got a septic. The last thing you want to happen is that there's some issue with a septic. So riser is a very common one that can, again, you know, yes, it's all money. It's 500 bucks to put your riser in or thereabouts. The riser allows easy access, Mm -hmm. basically. You dig a hole and put a riser in and it makes easier access to the septic tank. And if you've got an old one that's really deep that they're digging, digging, digging a big old hole in your yard, you don't want that either. Yeah, and they're also going to charge extra to dig deep. Dig like a hole that every time they have to access it. I would, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You've got to dig a big old hole down to your septic, and it's one of those things. It's it's if you imagine something in your home that you don't have an access door to, it's like having your fuse box without a door, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or you know, having it. I don't know somewhere. Actually, we just sold a house where the filter for the main system for the main house was in the crawl space. And it was actually uh, an older lady um, who, who really, at her age, in her 70s, did not feel like crawling in the crawl space to put the filter in every time it needed changing. So she actually had it moved upstairs. It's the same thing with the septic when you can't get at it. Yeah. So do you think septics are, are a perfectly good idea, Micah, and you shouldn't be nervous about going for a home with a septic? As a, or do you think everybody should ixnay every home with a septic and just go for <laughs> homes that are, are hooked up to the sewer? <clears throat> no, I, you know, septic systems are, are perfectly fine. And, you know, and clearly there's there's not going to be a sewer system out in the county where a, lot, the of, where a lot of people yeah. are looking. Um, you said that Rowena said, that you know, we're getting a lot of people coming here. They're not necessarily just coming to Asheville. They're they're coming to look, you know, out out in the further out Maggie Valley or Weaverville or Black Mountain Marshall Marshall, yeah yeah. Hendersonville yeah they don't necessarily want to be in a city um so so uh, septic is pretty much your only option yeah in fact most people don't want to be in the city crap and they're escaping a city yeah and even though you know the the biggest ones here we're talking I mean Waysville's a fairly small town still Hendersonville and Asheville would be the largest towns. You know, we have listeners all over the country, so just to explain the geography for you of the main towns, we've got Asheville North and we've got Hendersonville South. Those are the two cities, if you like. Uh, you know, technically, we might they might be called towns, but whatever. Those are the, the major areas. Waynesville is the, probably the next... Uh, Waynesville or Weaverville would probably be competing in size, around the same size... And the reason I say it like this is because you can look them up and see the populations and everything else. But I'm talking about feel for the town. When you walk downtown, you feel it's a town of this size, you yeah. know? Well, Waynesville certainly has a bigger downtown. Yes. But than area. Weaverville? Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Black Mountain, which is a smaller town, very popular smaller town. Weaverville kind of has the same feel, similar feel to um, Black Mountain, has a similar feel to, to mm. Weaverville. Um, you know, where you have a heart of a downtown, you have a heart of a downtown in Waynesville, too. You have a heart of a downtown in Hendersonville and Asheville. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other areas that we talk about, such as Arden and Mills River and Marshall, don't have that heart of a downtown, which a lot of people are looking for, especially when they're escaping from the big cities. Yeah, or Fairview, even. A Fairview, yeah. yeah fair, and there's, there's nothing wrong with Fairview. It gets you out in the country well, a little bit more. Beautiful, beautiful area. Very, yeah. very popular. A, a lot more country. And you can be 10 minutes, not even, to downtown when you're in Fairview. And it's an easy road in. Well, it used to be a really easy road in. Now's traffic's gotten a little bit more congested. <laughs> yeah, but it used to be a two-lane. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Do you remember those days, Mike? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if you're out in any of those areas and you're not downtown Weaverville or Black Mountain or Waynesville or Hendersonville or Asheville – Mike is exactly right. It's probably your only option. And if you think about it, I'm sort of interested in septics for some unknown reason. Because, (laughs) well, think about it. Lots of people have mini farms. Lots of people are thinking about being self-sufficient. A lot of people are thinking about retiring and not having to pay that money every month. It's the same thing on a well. It's not like a well and a septic is free. But, oh, my gosh, generally it's going to be a lot less expensive. than, or It's sort of – it's – 
cutting the ties. It's cutting the cable, right? Mm, Where mm -hmm. you're not paying that bill every month. That's the difference. Yeah. And it's a lot more natural. And people go, ooh, the sewage is going in my backyard. It's like, where the heck do you think all that sewage goes anyway? You yeah. know? I mean, it goes out into a big old tank somewhere, gets all cleaned up, and then thrusts back in your water supply. I think that's more disgusting, personally. <laughs> I mean, really, think about that for a minute. You know, we don't think about, generally, as human beings, what happened. We just want it all cleaned away. We don't think about landfill very often. We don't think about all those things that we throw away that are going in this massive landfill somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, when was the last time you went to a landfill? Been a long time. I actually saw They're one. Fun, oh my gosh, aren't they? <laughs> They're they really are. <laughs> so most of it's like a like you get a, to watch those giant earth movers. It's amazing. Yeah, and you you, that, and you can you just smash all your stuff wherever you want. <laughs> you can see why Micah and I get on, can't you? Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I hear this conversation going on here. Yeah, really. totally in tune with each other. Yeah. And Cameron is um, calling in just here shortly. So okay. He's. Uh, I think he thinks the line is busy. So I find it interesting and a little bit disconcerting that that you see me and you think septic systems. You want to talk septic systems? No, I'm on to landfill now. So okay. most of these landfills look like. Um, just mountains, really, with grass on them. And they've got these weird pipes sticking out mm. because of the gas that builds up mm -hmm. underneath. And, in fact, a lot of them actually sell that methane gas off, mm. I believe. Um, they siphon it off because all of that landfill creates so much gas. And then Mike is right. In the new parts of the landfill, and these things go on for acres and acres and acres, there are these massive pieces of equipment that you've probably never seen before, right, Micah? These big, the, big earth moving things. Oh, I've things. seen them, yeah. They're, they're gigantic. Yeah. You don't see them out and about. Oh, oh you know. no, yeah. You see them at the landfill. Yeah, you, you don't see them at a farm or something. No. You, you only, they're, they're these gigantic pieces of equipment that move all this stuff that we throw away. And supposedly <laughs> we're so green thinking and everything else. Well, just go to the local landfill and you'll be asking some questions about that. So septic, you could argue, is a very green way of living. It certainly makes your grass greener, right? <laughs> and people yeah. say, well, do they smell? They don't smell at all. There is no... Only, I've never been at a house. Only if they're leaking. Only if they're leaking, <laughs> right. <laughs> I've, only, I've never actually been to a house where I've smelled anything from a septic. Hmm. You can't build over the septic field. Well, you're not supposed to. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> yep, we've had that as well. Oh, yes. my goodness. We've yeah, had homes where people have... Um, actually yeah. built, over built the an extent, yeah, field. built an extension on the house and built it on top of the septic or the tank. Or the oh tank. my gosh! Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. By the way, that destroys deals. And you may think this is unusual. It's not that unusual. I think we have at least one a year where things are built over the septic tank mm -hmm. or the septic field. You don't do that. It's a really bad idea. Um, the other interesting thing about septics. <laughs> <laughs> that is a line that you don't hear very often, isn't it? Yes. The other interesting <laughs> thing about septics is that you have a set when you have a house with a septic, a home with a septic, we can only list your home with the number of bedrooms that are written on the septic permit. So when we go to list your house, we send off for the septic per permit, those things are filed. In Georgia, they're not, interestingly. Did you know mm. that? So when you list a home in Georgia, that you know that you don't have to check the septic permit out, which is very interesting. So here, we send off for the septic permit, and it will say something like three bedrooms or two bedrooms. It doesn't matter if you've got four bedrooms. If your septic permit, and that's usually about the number of lines, that those are the – think about an octopus. It's like the octopus legs that go out that take the moisture out that then leaches into the soil. If you only have three bedrooms written on there and you have five bedrooms, we can only put three bedrooms on the MLS. So that's mm -hmm. an important one. Yep. Now, you can actually add, very often, depending on the size of the tank, another what they call drain field. Just think leg of the octopus. You can add another octopus leg. And that's usually low thousands to do that. So that's something worth looking at too. Yeah. Um, to to go ahead and add another octopus leg. Yeah, do you like and, the octopus. I do like the octopus, and you can certainly use the house. Uh, say in in Rowena's example, um, if it has 
five bedrooms or five rooms that could be used as bedrooms, you could still use it that way. Mm -hmm. you, um, you just you know should be aware that if you have a lot of people living in the house, you probably want to have the system pumped and serviced more often. Right, exactly. So. And we, we don't tend to see an issue. You know, most of the people we list with more bedrooms than the septic is really designed to... Uh, manage first of all it depends if it's a vacation home if you're not using it that often what you know why would it be an issue and it's very very i don't think i've ever seen an issue actually where more people are using it than should be where it's caused a problem mm. that here's the issue that if you're going to sell most people go onto a, a website like mountainhomehunt.com that's mountainhomehunt.com excellent website excellent website right well it really is because we have all those we've spent tens of thousands of dollars building this to give you full mls access it's way better than the the big box ones out there that maybe don't have quite such up-to-date data and they definitely don't have such a broad search on there so people go out to a website like that and they search for homes and they put in something like three bedrooms two baths would be the most common one and then they look at oh i can get more for for my money if i do a two bedroom so i'll put two bedroom if your home doesn't have the number of bedrooms when we're marketing it you're not coming up in their searches so that's the reason i mentioned that one because most people out there you know aren't checking the mls texts that say uh, the, this home actually has five bedrooms, even though it's listed as three, uh, and two are currently used uh, as bedrooms or offices or whatever they're used mm. for. So check that text in there. Those homes are hard to find, the ones that have more bedrooms. So just be aware of that when you're looking for homes. And we have Cameron on the line. Good morning, Cameron. How are you today? Good morning, Rowena. How are you doing? Where are you calling in from, Cameron? Uh, I am actually in Boiling Springs, South Carolina this morning. Ooh, what's the weather like in Boiling Springs? It's is boiling. it boiling? Uh, it is a uh, wonderfully gloomy, cloudy, rainy morning. It is rainy, isn't it? You know what, though? It isn't snowing, and it's not ice, and I don't know. I think it's warmed up a little bit. Well, you know, I woke up this morning. And yes, it was that's a, beautiful a good thing. thing. Yes, absolutely beats the alternative. <laughs> and uh, I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to Rowena's show, and to my great surprise, the silky smooth voice of Micah Solomon, <laughs> uh, echoing in my ear. Uh, great way to wake then, up. Huh? Then we get serenaded with septic muses from Rowena. Wow, it it really made for a great morning. <laughs> Thanks you... so much, Cameron. I appreciate that. <laughs> the aseptic part, not so much my silky smooth. But... Oh. No, I appreciate that, too. He does have a silky smooth voice, doesn't he? Yes, he does. So have you, as a loan officer, Cameron, have you seen issues with septics at the last minute? Uh I can't say. I mean, I'm sure there have been some, uh, you know, where they they need to have things rebuilt or, um, you know, something done, but nothing too much out of the ordinary, mm -hmm. uh, you know. But but I think I heard Micah say, and, and certainly if if I get a chance to speak with our mutual clients, I let them know. I mean, certainly go ahead and and have the thing pumped because you don't know when the last time, unless the seller can produce some sort of proof that it was done, you know, within the last six months to a year. Uh, you definitely want to make sure you're starting with a clean slate, as it were. <laughs> with a clean <laughs> tank. <laughs> Start your new home life with a clean tank. So we have one going on right now where the buyers did decide to close and we are holding money in escrow, which means holding money back. So the buyers hold a chunk of cash back that is not going to the sellers because the septic still has to be discovered, cleaned out, uh, any issues. Uh, potentially relocated. Potentially relocated, yeah. Who knows? Because we haven't found it yet. So, you know, they can cause issues. And some buyers would walk away and some sellers would say to heck with it. And we have definitely had sellers that, you know, have built over there. And, Cameron, I think maybe you're not calling in to talk about septics. Am I right? Well, that's okay. It's, it's, it's part of, like you said, it's part of real estate here in the mountains. Uh, you know, the one thing that I was really thinking about, and, and I think I would ask you guys, I sort of already know the answer, but what a, it seems like over the last 12 to 18 months, 
24 months, there have been an increase of cash buyers, hmm. mainly driven by the the necessity of being so competitive. It's such a competitive market. And if you're blessed enough to, to have the financial resources to cash in some stocks or stroke a check for your $400,000 home, um, that really gives you a competitive advantage. Am I correct? Yeah, and for those of you listening on YouTube, uh, Cameron has just asked, uh, have you seen an increase in the cash buyers and, and does it give you a competitive advantage when you're paying cash? I mean, you've seen them, haven't you, Micah? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're definitely seeing that. I think people that are moving from other maybe uh, over expensive areas. So we have a lot of people coming in from California right now who are escaping from California. Who can blame them, right? Um, I just said that out loud, didn't I? I did live in California <laughs> for a while. California is beautiful. And oh, my gosh, the taxes. So, and it is obviously a very expensive place to live. So, if you're selling your two bedroom home in California for $800,000, that's get, you know, even if you've only paid down half of the mortgage and you only pull out $400,000 in equity from your tiny little two bedroom home, imagine what that can buy you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to your to your point, um Cameron about having an edge with a a, a cash uh, offer, uh, I had a closing in December that um that there was a multiple offer situation there were i don't know there were several i don't know how many offers but um ours was selected even though it wasn't the highest price but because it was a cash offer with a quick closing that would close before the end of the year so yeah there that that speaks mm-hmm. to the advantage that you were talking about Yeah, the absolute speed you're right and it just feels more certain because in these times when there are some job losses going on. You know, we we don't really know what's happening right now as we've changed administration and different rules are coming in, different taxes are coming in. They're talking about uh, putting the uh, tax relief when you buy a home on your the amount of money that you make. Right now, if it's your primary home, you've got $250,000 you can make in, in profit as an individual and five hundred as a, as a couple they're talking about putting that back on the table to tax as well so we just don't know what's happening right now we do know there are a lot of job losses we do know there are a lot of companies struggling and therefore you know job losses are going on so if you get under contract with somebody that has a job right now who knows where that's going to be in six weeks when you actually close on the home so if you've got cash and you can close quickly that is going to give you an advantage so if you don't have cash Cameron what are the rates doing right now well, uh, just to finish that point off, I was going to ask, uh, have you ever been told that you cannot have your cake and eat it too? <laughs> Has that ever been, yes, have those uh, words ever been uttered in your direction? Well, what if I told you that that for your cash borrower, for your cash clients, that that was not necessarily true, that maybe they could have their cake and eat it too? Mm. Would you be interested? Yes, of course. I like cake. I like cake too. Uh, I like to eat cake. Um, how about you do not lose your competitive advantage. You go ahead, you pay for your home cash, but you really hate the fact that you cannot take advantage of these historically incredibly low, almost too attractive to pass up interest rates. What if I also told you you could close on your home paying cash and then the very next day we could initiate at your leisure, without the pressure of a closing date and all these other things, we could cash you out 80% of the value of that home. So you could reinvest those funds that you maybe had to cash out, and you could put that money back into your account, working for you, making, I'm not a financial advisor, put the asterisk there, <laughs> but you could put yeah. these funds back to work for you, making three to four times what you're paying in interest. On yeah, that, that, that is very interesting. And what are your rates right now, Cameron? You're in the we twos, seeing, right? You know, we, we, do, we do everything from VA, USDA, conventional loans, of course, FHA. Uh, we are seeing on the VA side, uh, I think yesterday I quoted a 15-year at uh, just over 2%, around 2.25. Wow. 2.25. Looking wow. at conventional 30-year fix, no prepayment penalties in the neighborhood of 
Maybe you could get into buying a little bit of a, maybe a half discount point to buy the rate down to around two and a half. And then the 15 year rates are in the low twos also. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it really is almost free money. You have to question how long that, that can go on. And the, the awesome thing is there, I would really encourage people to look at the 15 year and the 30 year because it is shocking how much you think, oh, well, okay, if my mortgage payment's going to be 2000 over 15 years, it's going to be something like 4000 right? It's going to double. Nowhere near, right? Because of what interest does. So always get that quote. Yeah. The, um, that uh, strategy of, of um, buying with cash and then and closing and then getting a loan, um, that's actually that something that I've seen um, uh, investors use. Um, but but uh, that's actually a really good idea. I hadn't thought of it in terms of someone buying using cash for their, their primary residence. That's, that's a great idea to, to apply it that way as well. We need a well, program. You mentioned that is absolutely available for owner-occupied second home or vacation home or investment properties. There's yes. no limitation on that. Second homes as well. So, you know, talk to your financial advisors because it could be right now, uh, you know, I think they – do they still have the no penalty from pulling out from your 401k around? That's a thing to check with your financial advisor. That will probably be wrapped up at some point if it hasn't if gone away already. If it's replaced within a certain amount of time, I believe there's some sort of statute that says that, yes. So couldn't you put, and I think that was brought in due to COVID, so couldn't you pull money out of that and then replace it with a refinanced amount? Certainly. And that would allow you to pay cash? I mean, that's a really interesting way, something to check out with your financial advisor. You know, get, sit down with Absolutely. your financial advisor or give them a call and say, hey, let's get creative here. And Cameron, we definitely need a program for that for any of our cash buyers where, you know, we, we talk about, for example, you offering a fast track, you know, putting you putting people in the fast track program. And the fast track is when we get them pre-approved. The first question that we haven't even got to today that we're frequently asked is, should I talk to a bank before looking at homes? And the absolute definitive is yes yes of course it's a nightmare out there without that right now so talk to cameron how do they get hold of you cameron uh you absolutely can find uh my website my company's website guaranteed rate we are local here in Asheville. you can find it at rate r-a-t-e dot com forward slash cameron that is c-a-m E-R-O-N Ball, B-A-L-L. So rate.com forward slash Cameron Ball. Uh, You can always reach me over the phone at 828-779-4770. That's awesome. And, you know, you're all used to our website by now at mountainhomehunt.com. Mountainhomehunt.com. There's a little button on there that says finance. You can get Cameron right there as well. And all his contact details are on there. So if you didn't get to write it down, just go to mountainhomehunt.com and click on finance. And all his details are there and a picture of his smiling face. And it's not even (laughs) from 20 years ago. And having worked with uh, Cameron on quite a number of of deals, I can vouch for for his attentiveness and uh, just being a good guy. So give him a call. Thank you for that. And to reciprocate, I I worked with Micah and... Man, what a bringing calm to the storm of a, a real estate purchase. Uh, his demeanor and his and but don't let the the, the calm demeanor fool you. He is a uh, a great negotiator and mm-hmm. does a fantastic job for his clients. Yeah, Mike is like the velvet hammer, and everything's <laughs> oh, Mike is so calm and he's just a laid back guy. And oh my gosh. You have an issue going on, and Micah will fight for you all the way. Gets results, for sure. Yeah, he does get results, which is what we want in real estate. That's what we're here for. We're here to take out the stress and get you the results that you want. Cameron, thank you so much. You have a fantastic Saturday. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Happy Valentine's Day, darling. We forgot all about that. My gosh. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day. And we have Barry with a question on the line. Good morning, Barry. How are you? Are you still there, Barry? Did we lose you? 
Oh, Barry. Sorry, uh, that's my son's name. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm on his. He, I'm a senior on his uh, phone plan. Oh, oh. Uh, this is Alan. Hi, Alan. Well, How listen, are you uh, this morning? Where are you calling in I'm from this morning? Appreciate the show and the good information you give us. Listen, uh, I just got my tax evaluation, <laughs> and uh, they, <clears throat> they increased it a hundred thousand. Oh yeah. In reality, do you, do you have any idea what that means? In, yes. Uh, how much more money I'm going to pay? Well, I can help you out with that one. Which county are you in, Alan? I'm in North Asheville. I'm City County. So, okay, you're in the city as well. So, you yeah. and everybody else right now, um, we have had so many people pouring into us that are horrified at their tax evaluations. In fact, we even have a seller that said, oh my gosh, we're listed below what the tax evaluation came in at. Well, here's the thing. The tax evaluations have gone up. I feel like there's, I'm just going to say this, and I'll probably get into all kinds of trouble for it, but whatever. Um, I feel like there's a a council button that's been pressed that says we need some more tax dollars Mm. because people are outraged out there. They must be get the phone must be ringing off the hook. We are going to get the county advisor on the show to talk about what's happened with this and the ins and outs of those tax evaluations. I myself live in the city and uh, my tax value came back. I mean, everybody's just outraged about it. Do know that on your sheet there, the tax evaluation sheet, it gives you, uh, they they do actually give you a link right there on how to challenge it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they ask you why you're challenging it and just hardship isn't enough. Um, you know, you need some good reason behind you. And we would be more than happy to help you with that, Barry. If you go to mountainhomehunt.com, mountainhomehunt.com and click on contact us, throw your address over here and, and, and say, you know, why has this gone up so much? What do you think the value is? And what we can do is send you comparables against your house that will allow you to challenge it in an educated way. Does that make sense? Yes. So we'll look at what the yeah, values went, are, and then we'll challenge it based on that. Yeah, they went from 182 to 282. Can you believe that? It's 30, yeah. that'd be 130%. Wow. 182 to 230, did you say? No, 282. Whoa, it went up $100,000. $100,000 on a three-bedroom, two-bath. Yeah. Well, you know, chan- I hate to say it, but chances are you would happily get that 282 for a three-bedroom, two-bedroom house. Maybe. Did you add any square footage? That is what could have done it. Well, I have a garage on the back, and I, somebody told me that they do these satellite uh, visuals. Yeah. So uh, if they include that as part of my house, and that's a big chunk of it. But I've talked to them before about that. But They, no, they, won't include, they, they will include it in the value. However, your garage has probably always been there, correct? Or did you just add the garage? No, it's been there for a long time. Okay. So here's something very strange that that might help you and and the other listeners as well. Often this happens when we go to list a home. We say, you know, so so you can go to mountainhomehunt.com and click on sell. And I advise everyone to do that because what that does, there's a little button at the top that says, what's your home really worth? We don't care about the value right now because honestly, these auto valuations aren't all that. They're just not. Whether you're looking at Zesta, especially in the mountains where we don't have a lot of homes that are similar next door to each other. However, I'm still going to encourage you to go to mountainhomehunt.com and click on sell. And just put your address in there. In seconds, you'll get a report. That report won't just give you a low and a, and a high value. It will give you a square footage on there and beds and baths. I want you to check that and see if it's correct. Because if it's not, then okay. something's going wrong in the, uh, not necessarily the tax values. It won't necessarily uh, concur with the tax values 99.9% of the fact. Uh, 99.9% of the time it will. So the the reason that's important is when you go to sell, buyers are going to be doing that, right? I'm not saying you're going to sell or anything like that, Alan, but you know, I think it's important for people to, to realize based around your question, they're going to ask why those tax values are out there. They're also going to ask, well, wait a second, we've done all these auto valuations and it says this home is 1200 square feet. Why is it being listed at 1600 square feet? Well, lots of people make modifications, a bonus room over the garage. Maybe they finish out their basement. You're supposed to call 
And, and we've had the director of taxes on the show before. <laughs> and I said to him, listen, you know, let's be honest here. Most people are not going to pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I've added square footage in my basement or I've improved the bonus room over the garage or I've added a bathroom. Most people aren't going to do that. They're just not because please, Mr. Tax Director, I want to pay more taxes. They're just not. <laughs> So often it results in this incorrect information out there that we really want to get corrected, you know, at some point or at least have an argument for what the modifications are. It's very important. We're not going to call the tax office or anything like that. And we're not required to. Um, and, and let's face it, I, I don't know anyone ever in 2,500 transactions that I know that called the tax office. Maybe they just don't know they're supposed to, to so that they pay extra taxes. I have no idea. However, most people don't, but we need a good argument for that as to why things have changed. And Alan, I'm so sorry that you're out there wondering why on earth your tax bill has gone up so significantly. That piece of paper that comes through, by the way, will tell you what your taxes are and how much they've gone up. Well, we could start a tea party here in Buncombe County, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a revolution. <laughs> well, listen, Rowena. Thank you so much. That was very helpful. I'll go and search all that out. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Alan. And don't forget, just click on the contact us in there and we'll get some comparables for you. And you can look at those all comparables right. then and intelligently go and challenge the tax appraisal on your house. So mountainhomehunt.com, click on contact us, say, hey, spoke on the radio show. Uh, here's my address. Uh, please send me some all comparables right. and I'll be happy to do that later today. All right, my darling, All you right. have a great God day. Bless you. Have a good day. God bless Bye-bye. you too. Bye. Bye. Some, something else to uh, look at in those uh, tax evaluations is when the, the breakdown between the land price and the price of the structure. Yes. Because um, that's where sometimes you can get some, some big discrepancies. Uh, I helped a friend recently uh, with his tax bill um, that went up. And on the land side of it, which increased significantly, the uh, the land is zoned RM6, Ooh. which means it's zoned for multifamily structures, six per acre. So, you know, which would be a, you know, potentially valuable piece of land. But, right. the, but the lot is so small that it can only accommodate one unit. So even though it's zoned for six units per acre... You can only have one unit on Interesting. this Interesting. And what if it's got so, a creek or something running through it that they haven't seen or something that precludes other homes going in? Yeah. So, um, and, and I think with a lot of these, uh, when they do those big jumps, sometimes it's because they just haven't raised the value in so long. They're feeling like, you know, they need to get it to more more closer to the market mm-hmm. level like you were saying his place might be worth 282 now right yeah really but, it, it, it may well be and for anybody out there that is, is looking at those tax valuations and and um feeling like they're gonna have a heart attack go ahead and we'll send you comparables because that is the best way to challenge it mm-hmm. you know by saying listen here are the six sales around us uh, that are more comparable to our home. Maybe your home hasn't been remodeled. You know, if you're looking at two homes next door to each other and one is 500000 and it's fully remodeled, uh, it's got a new roof on it, you know, they've spent $20,000 on the roof, they've, they've spent $25,000 on the new kitchen, not that you get all that money back, you don't. Um, well, you may, actually, depending on the neighborhood, but generally you don't. You know, there's a percentage of that money you get back. But a house next door that's ex- absolutely identical in a high-valued market, there is no reason it wouldn't be $100,000 more. So if Alan can show that the other six homes are all fully remodeled and brand new, and his is from, you know, 1964 and has original cabinets and original bathrooms mm-hmm. and everything else, then he's got a really good argument as to why his uh, tax valuation should be lower. Yeah. So, you know, just go ahead, mountainhomehunt.com, click on uh, contact us, Say, here's my address. Can you give me a valuation? You can start with just click on the button and type your address in if you want and get your report and see whether the square footage, uh, you know, lines up with everything. You definitely want to do that if you're thinking about selling any time in the next year. So we know, are all those numbers correct? Mm -hmm. You know, are we coming from a level playing field? Because your buyers are going to look at those things and go, well, wait a second, what's going on here? And then they're going to ask... 
you know, did they do it with permits and all that good stuff? And maybe it was done before you and you don't know. Like, who knows? And there are things we can do around that. It's a whole quagmire. We know all the dominoes to knock down one by one by one. And most of them are free. That's the good news. So, uh, well, we did a turn there from septics, didn't we? <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> thank you, Alan, for saving us from septics. That's a new jing- jingle. Save us from septics. Save us from septics. Uh, we loved, I, I love septics, honestly. I think, again, you know, it's, it's a way to get a free sewer. Same thing with your well. I mean, there, there's your water that you control the quality of. Mm-hmm. Uh, wells, same thing, you know, because it's not connected. I guess we all just trust the city water, right? Because it's not like we test that, do we? Most often we don't. Isn't that yeah, interesting? Bit, yeah. Oh, do we ever have issues with city water? I don't know. I seem to get a phone call every three weeks. This is Buncombe County. We are <laughs> digging up the water line. Make sure you boil the water. <laughs> it's not like there are never issues, is, is my point, right? right? You can't. It's very hard to control yeah. because that stuff's going through pipes. It, you know, we, as yet, we haven't found a way to make water and, and, and sewage wireless. Um, it actually goes through pipes, so there are issues with it. But I'd never thought about that before, Micah. Generally, mm-hmm. we test well water. Right. Yep. Well, with well water, you can control the quality of your water. Mm-hmm. Make sure you shock your well on a regular basis, by the way. It doesn't cost a whole lot. Don't. So here's, here's the thing, and I saw a massive argument between thousands of realtors on a big site the other day. Oh, well, it's just the thing we do here. We put a bottle of Clorox down the well. Well, do you know why? I, and I actually did some research on it, and I dug around to, not literally, to figure out whether it was okay to put a, a, a bottle of Clorox in. Because, honestly, I grew up in the country, and I'm like, darn right, put a bottle of Clorox in it. There's nothing wrong with that. I grew up with well water. Do you know why that's not the best thing to do? Uh, no. So when you put Clorox, and I only know this because, and listen, I grew up with wells, and I'm with you all out there that, like, we grew up in the country. We put a bottle of Clorox in it and it's no problem. And I'm, you know, doing a big shout out to Clorox there. Bleach, <laughs> chlorine bleach. So the, the Clorox, when you pour it into the well, apparently the chlorine just sits on top of the well water or it sits at the top hmm. because you can't whisk it up. Uh-huh. And that's why it costs a lot more money. So if you go into contract and people uh, want to do a well test... Uh, they it, it costs a little bit of money. It costs a lot more than the $50 for your shock tablets that you could put in your well. Yeah, top tip there, mm. right? If you've got a well, go ahead and shock it. And yes, you have to run the water. So, But guess what? You're not paying your city water tax. So it's right. okay. It's your own well water and you have to flush it all out. And then, you know, you just leave the, the faucet running until the, the wells had a bunch of the, the chlorine taken out of it. So... You know, go ahead and shock it. So the the water sits on top. The the chlorine sits on top. Doesn't get all the way down, and the bacteria just sits in there. So you just kill it in those top layers of the well. So um, what they really recommend doing is using the uh, bleach tablets or the the uh, the special shocking tablets. Who mm. knows? They've probably got nineteen different chemicals in there that actually go plink plink fizz. You know, they drop to the bottom. We're talking about talking about jingles this morning explaining how we remember all of those <laughs> plop plop fizz fizz right and they plop plop fizz fizz and they and they you know get a lot more of the water than just that top layer because let's face it if you're just killing the first few layers or even half of the well and there's bacteria in the bottom here's the other news on wells about 50 40 50 percent of the time there are back there's bacteria in the well water mm. and it's not fun bacteria so yeah, and particularly if you are um, if you're dealing with a uh, like a spring-fed system or yes. a a dug well rather than a drilled well where where your your water is, is more surface water, uh, you're going to have almost almost assuredly you're going to have bacteria in it because things could have poo-pooed in it. And yeah, um, yes, to put it. And, Del- those, delicately. and that bacteria <laughs> um, in the well water can make you poo-poo, or even worse, and then your septic's going to have a whole problem. Yeah, so. and in that case, shocking is not going to help. So um, that's where you're looking at adding filters, like a UV light filter or things like that. So, See, this um, is why we call him the wizard. 
So and you'd add those filters inside the house? Yes. So that would go in line with the system and um, and the water from the from the well would pass through a tube that's got a UV light in it and the UV light kills the bacteria. Kills all them little critters. Yes, yes it does. No so. more poo poos for you. Use the UV light. <laughs> You've got a whole new jingle. <laughs> yeah. So so and and we were talking about septic inspections, particularly if you're yeah well water, um, definitely worth having an inspection on that. Yeah, and do it. Here's the thing: don't uh, we, you know we're talking from a buyer's perspective. If you have a well and you're thinking about selling, go ahead and do it now. We we do have an issue where people have community or shared wells. Because then, you know, get get your neighbors in on it and say, listen, you know, go and do the research on it. You can take our blog posts or go and do the research on there. We have a great blog. We're, we're always looking for more information. We're always learning something. Micah and I have the most, you know, decades of experience on the team. And at the same time, we're always searching for more information about mm-hmm. that stuff. We're very, you know, we're hungry for learning more. Go and find out about your well now if you're thinking about selling because... Those people go, oh, well, you know, people, so if you have a problem with a well, we'll just solve it, no worries. When you're in that high stress situation and you're under contract, people walk over a third of the time. Mm-hmm. And septic and wells is a, a very, you know, big cause of that. And for $500, you can make your three, four, five hundred million dollar sale. It's nonsensical. Yeah, people will walk away from a contract over really silly things. A sofa. A, over, yeah, a, yeah. a, a, a what was it, a blanket chest. A blanket had, chest, yeah. We, we yeah. had a seven hundred thousand dollar, maybe it was six hundred fifty thousand dollar house in Hendersonville, where the buyers were walking away from the deal, uh, and the sellers were walking away from the deal because of a, an ottoman at the end of the bed yeah. that they were arguing. And we don't sell, by the way, furniture. I know shock horror. We are not furniture salespeople. We always put them on a separate bill of sale. Always make sure you do that. Never, ever, ever put it in your real estate contract. Ever. If someone's getting a loan, the lender will go, we do not mortgage furniture. Yeah. You know, that furniture can easily be taken out. But, yeah, you can imagine the uh, what can happen if, if you're dealing with a, a septic system yeah. or a well issue uh, as opposed to uh, an ottoman or a... Yes. <laughs> or a love seat. Yeah. So especially if you're coming from, which many people are, from New York, Texas, Florida, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, California, if I didn't say that already, you know, the, those people are coming in and going, oh, well, oh, that's a little scary. And remember, if you are coming from somewhere else and you're a little nervous, well, this Weaverville place you're sending me to, why are you sending me? I don't know. What's it going to be like? I don't Well, Waynesville, I don't know if I'm going to like it. You know, I love the house, but I don't know if I'm going to love the area. We have a love it or leave it guarantee. We will sell it for free for the first six months. So if you come in, most people are not going to use that guarantee, right? However, if you are nervous, we will sell it for free for six months and we'll sell your home. If you've bought it with an all-star powerhouse agent, we will sell your house for a discount for 10 years. That's 10 years of a discount. So remember that, uh, especially if you're nervous about the area that we're sending you to. We're not going to send you any to any nervous-making areas, are we, Micah? It depends. <laughs> it depends whether we like you or not. So be nice to us, too. <laughs> or we might send you to one of those areas. Thank you, Micah, for being here, for all your words of wisdom as ever. And Randy, of course, our tried and trusted producer here. And Alan for calling in and Cameron for calling in today. See you on the radio next week. This has been the Plain English Real Estate Show with Rowena Patton. Visit Rowena and post your questions at RadioAsheville.com or call her at 828-210-1648.